Hi, One Goal community. It's Elaine Boyd, Pelotonia's Event and Volunteer Operations Coordinator. Since 2008, Pelotonia has raised over $236 million for innovative cancer research. And thanks to our partners, 100% of those funds have gone directly to research at the James at Ohio State. Together, we will see an end to cancer. To get involved in our one goal, visit pelotonia.org. That's pelotonia.org or click on the link in the episode notes. This podcast is powered by Pelotonia. To learn more about our goal 10 cancer, visit pelotonia.org or see the link in the show notes. I think at the end of the day, Pelotonia is a vehicle that allows us to give back. Each and every team member, community member, staff member, fan on the side of the road, supporter, donor, patient, they're all part of the story. Together, when we're all in, we're better. Welcome to One Goal, a storytelling podcast from Pelotonia. We're a passionate community dedicated to funding innovative cancer research. I'm your host and president of Pelotonia, Joe Apgar. Your journey with us to the finish line begins now. Pelotonia is powered by an unstoppable community, and it's through research we will see an end to cancer. We want to thank our major funding partners for making all of this possible. The American Electric Power Foundation, Bath and Body Works, Huntington, Peggy and Richard Santulli, and Victoria's Secret. When you're done experiencing this episode, we'd be honored if you would leave a review and share it with family and friends. This really helps extend the impact of this series and helps further our one goal. Thank you. And now, on to the episode. So we are super excited to have on the One Goal Pelotonia podcast today, uh, two longtime community members and leaders in the Pelotonia community. Uh, Greg Adams and Suzanne Kondracki. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks. Let's start with some introductions um, and and tell us a little bit about yourself. Suzanne, why don't you go first? Sure. Hi, Joe. Hi, Greg. Thanks for uh, allowing us to represent Team Bexley today and to talk to you a little bit. Uh, I have been a writer and a participant since the very beginning. Um, I read about uh, Pelotonia in the newspaper and knew that it was for me. I signed up. I received an email shortly thereafter telling me that I was one of 100 first registrants of the event. So So that was pretty exciting. And that sort of kicked things off. I knew I was, I had signed up for something special. Little did I know it would have such a, a major impact on my life. That's amazing. I have been a rider since 2013. It's been great. Rode 100 miles my first year and have ridden every year since then. Some ups and downs, you know, along the way. But it, it's great. Um, it's it's wonderful to be a part of Team Bexley and, and the wider Pelotonia community. I love it. I love it. So let's, let's start at the beginning. There are, um, you know, only 100 people that ever got to be in the first 100 to sign up for Pelotonia. I'm so curious what that newspaper article said or what you thought of when you saw it, Suzanne, that made you just jump right into it. You know, there's, I don't think there's a lot of people that would just do that. And I, I always think that's pretty amazing that you were the fir- one of the first hundred. So what, what was it about that newspaper article that just hooked you? I had been on a cycling team um, in college. I rode in an event called Little 500 at Indiana University. The men's race had been around for a long time, but the women's race was started my junior year which was also the year that my father passed away. So he had 
uh, kidney cancer. He had that for eight years. So when I read an article about cycling to bring an end to cancer, I said, I'm all in. I had done a few events in town. Like I, I know there was a bike ride around the zoo that I did, but okay. pretty much my, my bike had been uh, up in the rafters of my garage because I was busy having kids and, and doing all that. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a, uh, a common, a common story we hear is like people get their bikes out of storage or out of the attic for Pelotonia, which is always fun to hear. How did Team Bexley start? And I know it didn't start, you know, originally being called Team Bexley, but you know, what are the origins of the team? I can recall that after I had signed up, my friend Lisa Bischoff had signed up and we were going to do this together. And we were approached by Team Rubino's uh, Peloton member. And he said, well, we're going on a training ride on Sunday. Come join us. And we said, well, we're, we've been riding the bike trails. We're fine. You know, no, come, come, come on, be a part of our Peloton. And we're like, ah, all right, we'll see. So picked us up early in the morning. We went out and we ended up riding bikes with Mike Perry and Lee Budin and Jen Campbell, Tim and Andy Madison. And by the end of the ride, we were all crying and sharing our stories. And I mean, really, we, that was so unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> what, what did we just do? And by the end of it, you know, said, okay, add us to your team. That's fine. We'll, we'll join you. So uh, it was really those individuals who had, had put the team together. It was called Team Rubino's in honor of the local pizza parlor. Yep, yep. And, uh, and then a few years in, it was decided that Team Bexley might be a little bit broader term. We didn't want to be unfair to the other pizza parlors in town. Yeah, right. So, Greg, from your perspective, you know, you said your first year was 2013. Um, did you see all these crazy people out in your community riding bikes and wonder what, what, what the heck they were doing? Or 2012, my wife goes, okay, we've got to get back in shape or more often, I need to get back in shape. Like you said, Joe, so many, so many people have the same origin story. You pull the bikes out of storage, you know, basically for me, I, I pulled my son's bike that he had ridden back and forth to high school, um, pulled it out and started riding the bike trail. Yeah. You know, when I could make it down to Petzinger Road, I thought that was, that was an accomplishment. In August of 2012, I'm on my bike on the bike trail. And, and I get down to where the bike trail intersects the first rest stop for Pelotonia. Yeah, for that's right. The old route. And it was, it was Pelotonia day. And I'm going, what is going on? You know, I had no idea what really Pelotonia was all about. You know, I knew of it, but not about it. Yep. And I said, wow, this is something, you know, this is something I might be able to do one day. And then like Suzanne, you know, one afternoon I'm parking at Starbucks, going to get coffee. And Tim Madison is sitting outside of Starbucks and he goes, Hey, Adams, I am going to bother you every day until you sign up to ride. So, you know, it was too early to sign up for 2013. So what do I do? I get my coffee and I walk across the parking lot into roll. And I said, I guess I need a real bicycle. So lo and behold, you know, I've got a road bike. I got clipless, I got shoes, you know, zero to 60, you know, all of a sudden, you know, at that point I was committed and, and all in. Let's talk about each of your first rides. Um, so Suzanne, your 2009 ride, uh, we had a little over 2,200 riders show up at Chemical Abstracts and we've all seen some of the amazing pictures of that first ride, but Describe your first ride, what you were feeling, you know, when you were standing at the starting line in the morning and, you know, as uh, everything kicked off. My most vivid 
memory is the first ride. I have a letter that I wrote the day after the ride. So I, it, I said to my donors, I said, excuse me for a minute while I indulge myself with my story. Well, it's Sunday evening. I've spent a relaxing day sleeping in, stretching, getting a massage and doing housework. Quite a different day than yesterday, which was one magnificent day. I'm writing to tell you that thanks to you, I rode 100 miles yesterday. And so far, I have personally raised $1,800 for cancer research at the James Cancer Hospital here in Columbus, contributing to a total of more than $4 million that will be raised collectively as part of the inaugural Pelotonia bike tour. I am very proud to have been a participant. Torrential rains on Friday, complete with water in our basement and a faltering sump pump made for some nervous stomachs. But the next day, things completely changed. Pelotonia was perfect. The weather was ideal. The day began early with a short motivational speech by Lance Armstrong, followed by the national anthem. And then Lance led the way, speeding off in his yellow and black, sending shutters through my body and tears into my eyes. OAR, a favorite band of mine, resonated from loudspeakers as we departed. The sky was blue. The temperature had dropped. There was no humidity. Absolutely surreal. Not a drop of rain was to be seen. There were rest stops along the way with eager, wonderful volunteers everywhere, ready to fill our water bottles, offering orange slices, PBJs, and granola bars. There were supporters along the way. There were people in their front yards with waving signs, welcoming Lance, thanking us for riding, honoring doctors who have helped them through their personal cancer battles, and kids ringing bells. Scott and my kids, George and Courtney, and many friends were at the various rest stops cheering us on and encouraging us to continue our tour. There were about 20 miles of hills in the Hawking Hills, aptly named, with three major climbs that challenged me to the, to the core. At one point, a stranger pushed me for a few yards and gave me a firm shove so I could make it up the most grueling portion of one of the climbs. Thank you, whoever you are. I conquered all of the climbs and the feeling was empowering. The final 12 miles was on a flat, shady bike path. A little girl held a sign telling me so. Bless her heart. She knew we were getting tired. It was incredibly peaceful. People sat on the side of the bike path with signs telling us how many miles were left. Not much further now, one man yelled. Now you have a story to tell. I'm obviously telling it now. I cruised into the finish gates, eyes full of tears, to music and revelry and excitement. The thrill of having com completed 100 miles on my bike was intense, but the thought that we were going to make a difference with this money overwhelmed me as well. I also just really missed my dad. I know he is up in heaven bragging about me, though. He was very good at that. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for supporting me and for being there for me. This was a very personal journey for me, and I couldn't have done it without you. To my training partner, Lisa, and to Team Rubinos, thank you. I love you guys. Pretty amazing. I love that you you took the time to write that the day after. What a great way to capture sort of the emotions and essence of of that day before. Greg, what about your first ride? Um, what was that experience like? You know, what were the what were the emotions you were feeling that first weekend? You know, it's hard to really recollect that you can pedal a bicycle and cry at the same time. <laughs> or or I've seen a, a lot of people do it. So. Or, or pedal a bicycle and have nothing in your mind except the sound of your tires going over the ground. And, and all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're 20 miles further than you thought you were. Um, it, it was an amazing experience. A lot of people were responsible for helping me get there. 
you know, people like Mike Perry, people like Lee Hess, people like Suzanne, the Westerville Bicycle Club, who, you know, I rode with every Wednesday night that summer. It was just an amazing experience. You know, the highlight of that ride and what I've come to make it every ride since is, you know, I try and find researchers from the James Young's medical students and just ask them what they're doing Yeah. and what they're working on. You know, the highlight of my ride was, you know, when I got to the finish line and my wife, Lee, and my daughter, Dorit, were there, you know, waiting for me, like, like so many families, you know, and that was also the beginning of their Pelotonia journey. Leah and Dorit had volunteered up at Gambier, had actually spent the night in Gambier that night so they could be there the next day when I got there and they volunteered that morning. So that was exciting. And um, no, it was a great experience. It's hard to remember because yeah. you kind of put the painful parts out of your mind, but um, it, it was a great day. 2014 was a, a fun year for, for Team Bexley because that's when the car wash started, which is, uh, I know in the community, a really big deal. So, you know, how'd that start? And, you know, I think the origins you know, might be some of the sports teams over at, at the high school, but tell us about the car wash. My son was a senior in high school at Bexley High School, and I was talking to his soccer coach, uh, Greg Coleman, and Greg indicated that he wanted to get the team involved in something in the community. And I said, well, let's do a car wash. I was thinking, you know, that might be a great thing for Team Bexley and Pelotonia. We went over to Rubino's and talked to Jimmy Marchese there. And uh, he said, sure, you can, you can do it here at Rubino's. You know, we were Team Bexley at the time, but we still had our affinity to, to Rubino's. So he had to jury rig a, uh, some kind of uh, device so that he could get the water outside because he had water inside for making the pizzas, but he didn't have a way to get it outside. So he put, you know, put some hardware in and, uh, and got it all set up. So if you've ever been to Rubino's, we have a great setup because the cars can come through and the teams can, can wash the yeah. cars. So that was a big hit. Well, the boys, uh, they weren't so good at washing cars. They needed a little, uh, we, <laughs> that was not really in their bailiwick. They were really good soccer players. But a few years later, it was suggested that we, uh, you know, we should include the, the girls team. So we, we started a little bit of competition there. And, and that was really fun. Once the girls got in, we said, okay, who can raise more money? We all win. So go for it. And I know in 2014, it was another, you know, sort of big milestone. The Bexley Community Foundation gives them an award uh, every year, the Cornerstone Award, and historically had been given to individuals. In 2014, uh, they gave it to Team Bexley. Do you remember getting, I guess, notification of that? And what was that like for you, just being a community member over there? And I know it's such a tight-knit community in Bexley. For the first few years, I felt like we were doing a lot. We were talking about Palatania a lot, and we just felt like so many people didn't know what it was. <laughs> and we felt like that's all we did was talk about it. And so that was um, really the first time I think we noticed, wow, look at what you're doing. And, and yes, we had reached a million dollars. That was pretty amazing. And so we were, we were honored. And uh, there was a room full of, of people who we got to give a speech to. And we said, you know, I remember I said, we're just, we're just the conduit. We're just uh, the communicators. We're, we're representing all of you here and we're proud to do it. So it was a real honor. So that was the year you raised or you crossed a million dollars. This mm -hmm. year uh, is going to be a pretty, pretty big milestone. You're going to cross $3 million as a team, which 
very few nonprofits ever raise $3 million. And you guys have done this as a team, as part of a, a, a larger event. And it is a massive amount of money. Very few teams have ever crossed a million, let alone 2 million or 3 million. And you, you've done this sort of as this mighty community team that is welcoming to everybody. And what's it mean to you to cross this big milestone? How are you guys going to celebrate this year? Because uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure you're going to do something fun. Yes, we're going to celebrate. <laughs> um, we have a big celebration coming up on, on May 5th here, here in Bexley. You know, what it means, it means we have a community that cares, a community that rallies behind one another. You know, and I think the support for the James and the support for cancer research, you know, in Bexley is more than about dollars. You know, when people are in treatment, there are meal plans, there are people driving people back and forth to the hospital, there are people taking kids out for a day so people can take care of what they need. It's an exciting, an exciting time. You know, I'm a numbers guy. I play with numbers all day. And 3 million is, is a big number. I, I think what's more, impor- more impressive to me for, for our community is year in and year out, we raise over 1% of what the entire Pelotonia community raises. And when I look at all the big corporations and all the other teams and go, wow, you know, with less than 1% of the riders, we're raising more than 1% of the dollars. And that's because we have a community that cares and supports us. Sort of switching gears a little bit, I'm curious, and I know people, you know, always love to know and love to hear. Um, at the end of the day, you know, Pelotonia is a, a fundraiser and a conduit to money for research. I'm curious how cancer has touched each of you, you know, what you think about um, through those experiences and about the future and, and participating in moving the research forward. Well, for myself, I mean, cancer touched my life very early when my aunt died of cancer when I was still in high school. And then 18 years ago, my mom passed away from bone cancer. You know, those were were two events that touched me, but didn't touch me in a way that it did in 2007 when my wife was diagnosed with cancer. And, you know, it's funny, we we had moved from Houston, home of MD Anderson. So, you know, we look at each other and go, look, if we have to, you know, we still have friends in Houston. You know, it's a real easy transition back in order to get treatment. And I was talking to some of my friends over at um, the congregation I belong to, and they said, no, we didn't build the James, so people have to leave Columbus to get world-class treatment. So we said, good, okay, we'll, we'll give it a shot. We walked into the old hospital, you know, the old building. Yeah, this is before the new James was built. And, you know, you walk into the reception area, and you start seeing names from Bexley on the wall. Leah looked at me and she said, well, I guess we don't need to go anyplace else. I mean, that was even before we had seen a doctor. You know, if raising funds for cancer research just means other people don't have to make decisions about their treatment or where to get that treatment, that it's here. Yeah, it's special. Yeah, so cancer has been part of my family's dialogue since I was uh, in eighth grade. And I came home from ski club and Uh, My dad was very sick. He lost a significant amount of blood and was diagnosed with with kidney cancer. He lived for eight more years and he had 17 operations. He defied the odds over and over and over again. At one point, he was told he wouldn't walk again, and he did. 
So anytime he faced uh, a surgery, he wanted to know everything about it. And then he was trying some, some new things. He was, he tested interferon. He went to California and did some trials with, uh, you know, like 20 vitamins a day or something, you know, something yeah, crazy. Like, but really believed um, in, in what research does, what research means. Yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely. That's just part of who I am uh, and what I saw uh, and believe in the science and, uh, and want to do everything that I can. This is what I can do. You know, and, and it's little things. I mean, Leah keeps a stack of notes she gets from students. You know, she's a teacher over at CSG. And, you know, we have a stack of notes from her grandmother. There's a note we keep that she keeps on our bulletin board. She found it on her car one day. And the note says, as a colon cancer survivor treated at the James and one whose family has benefited from Pelotonia funds, I wanted to say thank you. Signed, Ben H. Okay, uh-huh. so that's Bexley. But that's also why we do this. One of the things I would love for people to hear is how you run the team, you know, how you just view sort of the team growing and inviting new members. Um, I think that's such an important piece of retention and, and getting people really engaged. And I think you, you all do such a wonderful job at sort of just running Team Bexley and, and getting so many people involved. It's not a one-person show. What advice do you have for, for people that are looking to start teams or looking to grow their smaller teams into big teams? We try to make sure that everybody is involved in in one way or another. So, you know, we need to, as a team, figure out how we can make this accessible for everybody and and really include everyone. So with our team events, we ask that our team members participate, whether they volunteer and help out in some capacity, so that we have the ability then to share those funds. So we take those team funds and we distribute them out. And so everybody reaches their goal. But we ask them, we ask our writers to, and our participants to do their part and, you know, to at least raise half of it to make a, a, a great effort. Of course, if everybody's made a great effort, we're going to support them. Our leadership team has been a great formula as well. We have several people who share the responsibility, whether it's Randy, who's getting our, our jerseys and making sure that design gets in and, and gets, takes care of those orders. That's a big job to our you know, public relations and our events. Yeah. And I think following up on what Suzanne said, you know, one of the important things from an organizational standpoint or recruiting is, is to really identify, you know, what's the pain point of entry or what's the hesitancy? You know, for some people, it's getting on a bicycle. Some of them, it's getting them over the fundraising hurdle. But, you know, what's really exciting is to watch people come in early on that you have to help with funds. Three, four years later, they're high rollers. You know, so it's almost like, you know, we take the opportunity to invest in new team members because we know if we help them along and we encourage them that they're going to turn into our most productive and enthusiastic riders. I want to make sure we get a chance to to shout out some of the other team members, some of the other longtime members that you want to give give a shout out to and um, say anything about. Tim Madison is just, you know, heart and soul you know, of Team Rubino's and and Team Bexley. You know, we've had members come and go. Victoria Harris, you know, was a rider when I first came along. Doug Davis, one one of our more vocal cheerleaders. Um, If you've ever been in Bexley on 4th of July when um, we participate in the parade, you've heard Doug. And new members like Gordon Hecker, longtime community member has ridden with us the past few years. You know, Kate and Pat Giller, Tremendous role models, tremendous leaders, always there among you know our highest fundraisers. Linda Cass, 
you know, Jeff Scheiman, you know, people who've been with us a long time who just year in and year out are, are there for us. Yeah, we can count on them. Andy Madison was one of the original founders of the team. Uh, and Jeffrey Scheiman and Pat Giller have served as a cap as captains. Greg has uh, Adams has led us beautifully for so many years. So we're so fortunate to have him. I heard from a few people. I asked for our members to to reach out to me with some memories. Michael Weisbach says that he recalls when when he and Doug Davis uh, they had a long talk with an older couple, uh, and the man was in hospice. He was spending one of his last days giving us water and cold towels for our backs. That was one of his top memories. Oh. Linda Cass gave me a few memories. One that I thought was particularly interesting, which refers to Lee's food rides. A lot of his rides are food centric. Oh, yeah, and, and with uh, good food stops. They were on one of those rides and uh, they noticed two deer racing along with them. Neil Rosenberg, who was riding at 20 mile per hour pace on a, on a slight downhill, was about to be in their path. The first deer, then the second went airborne. And I mean flying, is what Linda says, from the right field over the fence, directly over Neil's head and over the two lane road and over the left guardrail, landing in the opposite field. Whoa. So those are some of the adventures that uh, this extraordinary team uh, has had together. Final question, what are you most looking forward to this year? From a ride weekend experience, we're going to be pretty back to normal. We've got a pretty amazing weekend planned. But what are what are the two of you looking forward to? I'm going to put a challenge out there. I am I'm signed up to do the two-day ride, and I'm hoping to have um, maybe a family member or two join me for the first time. I don't put a lot of pressure uh, on them, and they've been there for me on the on the sidelines and uh, and, and supporting me with with beautiful donations. But I, I'm hoping I'll have a family member at least with me on Sunday. All right, I like this is a nice public nudge uh, for that. <laughs> I don't think I'll go that far, Suzanne, because I think for the first time in many many years, I will be riding alone. If you can count riding with thousands of other people alone, I think like Suzanne, I'm, I think I'm going to ride on Sunday. A few years ago, I did the the old 35 mile route on Sunday, and, and that that was a great yeah. route. That will allow me to spend my Saturday morning in Bexley when the riders come through, and then get on my bike Sunday morning, do the <laughs> New Albany Granville route, you know, loop, and you know, just just have a wonderful time. I lied about that being the last question. I got one more question, which I, I think will help just sum up everything Pelotonia is. But, you know, we were founded, you know, 14 years ago to change the world of, of cancer research and um, to really affect change on cancer research. And I think anyone you talk to that's that's participated will tell you Pelotonia has changed them too. And so I'm curious, you know, how has Pelotonia changed you or, or what has been the greatest impact sort of on your own life? Um, that Pelotonia has given you? Well, I think about the the mental health aspect, the opportunity that I have each year to honor my dad, to honor my family. And it's just changed me. Like I, I, it, I it will never not be a part of me. Uh, but the bike is a beautiful uh, tool for me personally to be able to challenge myself and do something that uh, to work toward a, toward a goal, but that we can do something for all these people that we'll never know or never see is remarkable. I wish I could mention each and every team member, community member, 
staff member, fan on the side of the road, supporter, donor, patient who inspires us. But I can't. Uh, that's impossible because we can never know um, or measure the impact of those interactions that we're having or will have. Uh, and they're all part of the story and the inspiration. So that feeling when you that you get when you get a donation, uh, the feeling that you get when you cross the finish line, uh, the feeling that you get when you reach the precipice of a really challenging hill um, or get a push from a stranger. Uh, all of that goes into the equation. And um, together, when we're all in, we're better. Greg, what about you? You know, I think in, in this day and age where there's so much going on and we make choices every day, I think at the end of the day, Pelotonia is is a vehicle that allows us to get back. You know, there's a passage in the Talmud that says, whoever saves one life, it's as if they saved the entire world. So with every pedal stroke we make, you know, every dollar we raise, we're, we're saving lives. We are super grateful to have, you know, Team Bexley as part of of the Pelotonia community is, is a really big part of the Pelotonia community. Super excited to celebrate $3 million with, with both of you and your team this year. And thank you from, from every survivor, every patient that's ever been at the James. Thanks, Joe. Thank you so much, Joe. This has been One Goal, a storytelling podcast from Pelotonia. I'm your host, cancer survivor and president of Pelotonia, Joe Apgar. Interview and production scheduling by our marketing and communications team, Gabby Blauert, John Tolbert, and Alita Smith. One Goal is carefully crafted, produced, and mastered at the studios of Wessler Media. Special thank you to all of our guests for being so willing to share their inspiring journeys for this podcast. Also, please rate, review, and subscribe so you can listen to previous episodes and receive notifications about future ones. If you want to learn more about the Pelotonia community, and how you can make an impact on cancer research, see the link in the show notes or visit pelotonia.org. That's pelotonia.org.